Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Inside Strategic Coach Podcast with Dan Sullivan. Dan, you said something today which I found very interesting and provocative, and you said that disruption is a bad thought, which I find a very cool way of saying something. So what do you mean by disruption, and why is it a bad thought? Well, I was reminded of this because of the Facebook blow-up, which occurred just a very short time ago, and Mark Zuckerberg ended up having to wear a suit and and <laughs> be in front of Congress in the United States to explain what he was doing with people's personal information and you know what kind of safeguards they had. I did a little bit of digging, and I went back to the original mission statement of Facebook, their internal mission statement, which is to move quickly and break things. <laughs> and my feeling is that if you have that as a mission statement, at a certain point you have to buy a suit and actually appear in front of Congress, because I believe the dominant law which has governed the business marketplace for the last, certainly the last 30 years, is Moore's Law, which is the speed with which information technology evolves. You know, that it doubles every two years or so in speed and the price drops by half. That's one law. And I'll talk about that a little bit. So, what I've really noticed is this sort of narrative that has gone along with the technological age that we live in, which is that every industry in the world is going to be disrupted, people are going to be thrown out of work, companies are going to be going bankrupt. And my feeling is to have that as a goal, that you're going to disrupt other people's lives, is a negative goal. I'll contrast that to another mission statement, which is Apple's, which came out of Steve Jobs' What's the mission statement of Apple? It's to create beautiful technology that people love using. And if you contrast move quickly and break things with we create beautiful technology that people love using, there's a 180-degree difference between what that does internally for what you think you're doing as a company. Mm -hmm. And it also has to do with your image in the marketplace. Are you a negative gradually? And I think in a very short period of time, I think within about a year, the whole image of Facebook has gone completely negative. They're now seen as a major problem that causes disruption, not just in industries, but that it's disrupting individuals' personal lives in their day-to-day existence. It's almost like an addictive thing that people are caught up. Mm. And the damage that can be done with Facebook in the hands of negative people is really, people are starting to see that. And I've never heard that about Apple. You know, Apple, you get to do all sorts of neat things with technology. And I think it has to do with what's in the mind of the founder Mm. and what's in the mind of the people making the technology or any other product or service in the marketplace. So I think if you have a negative mission statement that consists of destroying things, that eventually it'll turn around on you and you'll get destroyed by your own mission statement. So I never use the word disruption as regarding strategic coach. I use the word transformation. And what transformation means is to create a bigger, better form that does far more good. 
and you actually improve people's lives with whatever you're offering in the marketplace, and that you simplify things, you make things more enjoyable in people's lives. So I've become just totally resistant to all the claims that this is going to disrupt this and this is going to disrupt that, and instead put all the emphasis on transformation, that this will transform this, this will transform that. And the other thing is, I don't associate it with solving problems. I put more emphasis on creating solutions. I don't want anything that I do in Strategic Coach to be negative and destructive. I want everything in Strategic Coach to be empowering, and I want it to be transformative. So that's my thought about this. So all this talk about, you know, when we introduce this device in the marketplace, it's going to destroy these companies and it's going to throw this many people out of work. I think you're setting yourself up for bad comeback. So there's a law, Moore's Law, which everybody knows, but I'm a great believer in uh, Newton's third law. So this is Isaac Newton. And Isaac Newton, you know, essentially created the basic rules of how the physical universe performs. But one of them is for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. So if you do a negative action out here, what's going to come back at you is an opposite and equal negative action coming from the other direction. So if you create good, well, you won't get an opposite action. You'll just get gratitude and you'll get uh, appreciation. But if you create negative disruptions, what you're going to get is that you will get disrupted to the degree that you're a disruptor. This is such an interesting conversation to me. So some of my thoughts about this is disruption is sometimes a byproduct of things changing or transforming. But in my experience, it's also often very temporary. You know, people are resourceful, companies are resourceful, industries are resourceful. And when you focus on the disruptive conversation, you actually miss the incredible number of byproducts that are emerging out of the the good that people are striving to do, like Apple, for example. And I have a teenager, well, I have two, but one of them is going into the marketplace. And I am very clear that jobs that she could be preparing for right now will not exist mm-hmm. in the four or five years when she's in the marketplace. And there'll be a whole plethora of, of roles and opportunities that don't yet exist that will come online. So being super stressed about disruption is actually just a very narrow-minded approach mm-hmm. to this whole conversation. And it's very polarizing when you think about disruption. And I, that whole transformation thought is wonderful because it means that you are almost reusing or repurposing things and making them better and, as you said, more empowering and simpler for people. And that's always a good thing. Our goal as humans a lot of times is to transform our circumstances into something better. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is a much more interesting and positive approach to this whole process that we see a lot with technology, but it can happen with a lot of things. Well, I think it's psychologically, it's, I'm just taking it down the road, that there's a whole culture that has formed around this narrative of disruptive technology, and that the whole society is going to be divided into winners and losers, and the winners don't care about the losers. You know, this eventually gets translated into politics. Mm. So if you've conveyed an image, a certain sector of society that doesn't care what happens to the other side of society, then the real disruption will be that those people probably have more votes 
at the polling booth. We saw that. I think that's shown up over the last couple of years in Britain and the mm. United States, where what you've told us very clearly is that you don't care we're experiencing your disruption and you don't care that we're accepting your disruption. So guess what? At the polling booth, we're going to set it up so that your power gets taken away from you. And the last thing you really want to do where there's a possibility for really growing economics and you know the creation of all sorts of solutions is for government to become the main player. Okay, and that's what happens mm -hmm. if the people who are really smart, really inventive, convey to the rest of society that they don't care what happens as a result of their innovations. Well, that power is going to be taken away from you politically. And that's my Newton's law. You know, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. So my feeling is that I get an image a lot of the high-tech field that they're like gangs of really, really mean spirited adolescents who are out breaking things. You know, I get a picture that they're doing graffiti on walls and they're breaking windows and they're kicking over, you know, garbage cans and everything like Egg that. Egging houses. But there's no value creation proposition. Instead of putting the emphasis on the good that their technology is doing, they're putting the emphasis on who we're undermining, who we're destroying, who we're you know, making their lives miserable. And I, there's a concept, you know, it comes out of Hinduism of karma. And my feeling is you got to be very, very careful what you put out into the world because if it's negative, it'll come back to you as negative. And mm -hmm. I, and I want to see the technology field start talking about transformation mm -hmm. rather than disruption, you know. Transformation involves everybody's input. Okay, and transformation has to be a very participatory activity because people have to agree to go along with a new possibility of a bigger, better future. So my feeling is that, you know, I've been around technology. I've been studying it for 45 years, and after 45 years, this mindset that our purpose with this technology is to disrupt other people's lives, I think it's bad karma. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not a healthy purpose. It reminds me of our concept, Dan, of freedom from and freedom mm -hmm. to. Freedom from is a rebellion. You know, it's acceptance of the status quo and saying, you know, wanting to smash it down. So it's a very reactive mm -hmm. standpoint. And freedom too is very, very creative. And yeah. as you said, inclusive and participatory. It's harder. It takes more work. It takes more independence. You have to be really clear on your unique ability and what you want for someone. But it's that same kind of dynamic between focusing on what's already there and destroying it, as is the disruptive focus, mm -hmm. versus creating something that's even better and new and different and creates more possibilities for people, which is what the transformational mindset mm -hmm. does. So your coaching is to focus on the transformation Go past that minor disruption and really focus How does on new value get created? Awesome. And if the new value is really going to be transformative, it has to include everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, and we have to give thought to that. It's like people are saying there's going to be self-driving vehicles, and these self-driving vehicles are going to put 13 million truck drivers out of work. And it's almost said with a sense of pleasure, you know, isn't that great? 
And I said, why don't you create another technology where you can actually show people an easy, fast way to develop new skills and capabilities in the marketplace and make this widely available Mm. to other people? And I think what the disruptiveness of a lot of technology is that the present state of most educational institutions is actually geared to producing people who are disruptors and not producing people who are transformers. That's really interesting. Talk more about that. Yeah, well, you know, you look at the elite universities, it's to produce Wall Street bankers and produce high-tech innovators. And these individuals can introduce something brand new which they can basically, from a financial standpoint, they can clean up really quickly and they can go and they can live in walled communities and they don't have to pay any attention to what their work does. And I don't think they'll be remembered well. Besides, it's doing real damage. So my sense is that if you have this narrative of where's the transformation for as many people as possible, that's different from How do we create a disruption where a small group of people can get a big payday and everybody else is thrown off balance or made uncomfortable? I see this coming. I think we're getting past a particular stage where there's this sense of almost contempt for the people who can't adjust to my disruption. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're going to get repaid for that. Your name is going to be blackened for this, and eventually you won't feel any sense of satisfaction or enjoyment from what you've created. Mm -hmm. You may get unbelievably wealthy, but the wealth is not going to give you any pleasure. So this is it. It's kind of an adolescent. There's kind of an adolescence that I notice to the culture that is being represented by Silicon Valley, especially right now, you know, that who cares what happens to other people? Mm. You know, we're out to feel superior to other people and we're smarter and who cares if they can't accept the change that we're unleashing on the world. And I just think it's bad karma. <laughs> I think that's a great point. Your observing of history really is that it will come back to bite you. Yeah. And the world actually has a quite a powerful voice. And so taking into account sooner rather than later is by far the better strategy. Yeah. And the other thing is that gradually people are going to reject what you think is the promise of your technology. And it's kind of like, I remember Amazon was saying that they're going to start delivering packages by drone. Well, the FAA in the United States, the drones cannot go higher than 500 feet. So the communities across the United States, you know, there's lots of communities, like we live in the beaches. The beaches Uh can put in a rule in Toronto Toronto, that the drones cannot come below 400 feet. (laughs) Okay, and there will just be legislation which will prevent this technology from bothering us. Same thing happened with airliners. Uh Right now, if you use the existing technology, airliners could go 3,000 miles an hour, Uh but vast majority of companies said not over land, you can't. <laughs> and the reason is because of the breaking of the sound barrier breaks glass, and it's very uncomfortable having that. So the fastest airliners today are no faster than the fastest airliners 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the reason is we won't put up with this disruption of boom, boom, you know, the airliners going over and this sound going. So there's a way that we stop things. And my feeling is don't have the 
I'm not sure the airliners, you know, they were out to disrupt people's lives, but it tells you that the people will rebound and there will be this reaction, and we won't allow it. Mm -hmm. we, we just won't allow it. So if you show no concern for what your creation is doing in the world, except to pay off a certain number of people, then you'll get bitten by your own creativity. Mm, great point, Dan. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing what the bad thought is and also what the good thought yeah, is. Yeah, Which... be a transformer. Don't be a disruptor. Done. I love that. Thank you, Dan. Great conversation. Great conversation.